Satan with all power and signs and lying wonder and with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. They received not the love of the truth, comma, that they might be saved. I'm going to read a couple more verses, and I know you're standing. Folks, you've got to love truth if you're going to be saved. It's not an option. You've got to love truth. That's exactly wrote it, that, if, that ye might be saved. If you do not love truth, you will not make it. It's the absolute truth that if you don't love truth, you're not going to make it. Now we read on. And for this cause, God, everybody say God. Not the devil. God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Amen. Thank you for reading, standing with the reading of the Word of God. You may be seated. Again, I want to say you need to have a love for truth. I'm not going to preach a long time today, but I feel it's important that you hear me today. You have to personally love truth. You can't just say, well, my family has embraced that or they believe that or this or that. No, you must personally love truth, folks. And parents, can I say to you, it is extremely important that you love truth. Because I'm going to tell you, your kids are more than likely not going to love truth any more than you love truth. It's, it's, it's just not the way it works. If you don't really love it and hold on to it, they're not going to love it and hold on to it. And they're watching us, folks. It's more than what we say. It's what we do. We have to love and embrace truth. We're living in a world of many voices. Can somebody say amen to that? Many doctrines are being labeled as, quote, unquote, the truth. Here's one of those false doctrine. People want to teach doctrine evolves. Doctrine evolves. You say that's not true. They believe we must be politically and culturally correct. They believe we need to change who we are to connect and reach this world. I'm sorry, this may be one of your heroes, and I'm not throwing stones at him, but I am going to mention his name. Reverend Billy Graham listed the Mormon church as a cult on his website website until 2012. In 2012, he removed that. Why did he change that? Because Mick Romney ran for president and he wanted to be politically correct. He removed it off of the web. Truth does not change. Doesn't matter what the political climate, the cultural climate is. We at the Palace of Praise, we are part of the apostolic movement, cannot change what we believe simply because of what's going on in politics or even in the religious world. Truth will always be truth, and truth cannot be changed, folks. There's no one in this house, there is no man on the face of this earth who has the right to alter truth. 
because truth cannot change. You can change it on your website. You can change it on your own little book of doctrines. But the Word of God will not change. Thus, truth will not change. Here's another example, and this is a quote from a publication, a religious publication, and I'm not going to say the name, but it's this. Less, here's the quote, less to do with upholding the purity of Lutheran's theology and more with the spirit of Lutheran's reform agenda. That reform agenda, reform means make change in order to improve. See, the word reform means that the goal is to correct errors taught in the past, folks. Reform implies that reformers are right and the old paths are wrong. They believe there are errors that need to be reformed. But I want to set the record straight today. The old paths were good in the old days and the old paths are good today, folks. There is no need to have a reform to our doctrine, to our beliefs, what we teach or what we preach. Folks, we do not change truth so it will be more readily accepted and received. Truth will always be truth and people will have to change to accept truth. Here's the reality. If we begin to start changing truth, Folks, it becomes very progressive. So then today what we change it to then from 10 years from now will no longer be accepted then and they will have to change or reform it. So why should we want to change it today? I tell you what, we still need to preach what Bishop and them preached when he was a young man. When the church started, we need to preach the same things that were preached then. Can I hear an amen in the church today? 1 John 3 and 24 says this, And he that keepeth, everybody say keepeth, keepeth his commandments, dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. Then he goes, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but what? Try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Folks, we need the Holy Ghost. We absolutely have got to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let me make it very clear. The apostolics are not this elite group. You cannot get to the point where you say, we are right, they are wrong, and look down on people. Absolutely not. You are only where you are because of the grace and the mercy of God. It's not about you, it's about Him. If you understand anything about truth, it's because God gave you the ability to understand those things. It's not because of you being good, it's because of Him being good. Can somebody shout amen? Here he says in verse 2, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ, you got to get this, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Folks, this spirit, I'm sorry, is the spirit that's saturating the religious world. They're denying that Jesus Christ was the almighty God and the only God, folks. 
What does it say? It says it's a spirit anti or something that goes against Christ and the work of Christ. Folks, if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to know that Jesus is the almighty God manifest in the flesh. It's God that was allowed to hang on the cross in the body of Jesus Christ. We've got to love truth and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God and this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. If there was ever a time if there was ever a time we need people to keep his commandments it's now. I hope that we can work it in to be able to allow you to hear Brother Mark Brown's message at Youth Congress. Brother Mark Brown is a very dedicated and young man from a huge state called South Dakota, which has probably 12, 14 churches in it, folks. But he's a man that was just here recently teaching in the, in the state of Oregon, and we are going to be really, really blessed because he's going to be our speaker at our youth camp in about two or three weeks. So impressed with this young man. I talked to him Friday night after the service there. He was sitting two or three seats in front of me there. And I went up and told him, I said, my kids came back to the house and they were talking about your message. They were talking about how it stirred up. Folks, he didn't miss anything. He called things the way they need to be called. And I thought, I was, I tell you, I was very encouraged at our youth congress this year. I thought things looked a lot better than I expected them to look. I looked around and I'm saying, thank God there are still some preachers and pastors that are still preaching truth and are still holding true to the doctrine, folks. See, we get overrun by social media. And it's those nuts that want to stick these crazy, bizarre, out there pictures on there. And we say, oh, that's the face of the apostolic movement. But I'm here to tell you today, there is a whole bunch of people that are still believing in truth and living according to the Word of God. Thank God for that. Amen. I'm thankful for every one of you here at the Palace of Praise that you are embracing and loving truth. Look at your next neighbor and say, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Hear me today, folks. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. He was not the second person of the Trinity, and it's truth that needs to be proclaimed in this world today, folks. There's only one God, and his name is? And there is no salvation in any other because there's only one name, and it's the name of Jesus. That's truth that the church needs to embrace, folks. But I believe the context is extremely important. I preach it, I teach it, I, I tell you from this church, there's too many people that are taking context and they're blowing it off and saying that doesn't really matter. Let's just grab one verse and let's make a doctrine out of it. But context is extremely important. We quote this part of the verse when we are going through some tough times. We, we quote this verse of Scripture when we're battling spirits and when we need help from God. But I just read from you First John there, and we read down to verse number 3. But context goes to verse number 4. Because verse number now he's dealing with spirits. He's dealing with all this false talk. He's dealing with these things that are working against God. 
And then we get down to verse 4 of 1 John 4, and he says this, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. And have overcome context. We're dealing with false doctrine. We're dealing with people that are propagating things that go against truth and the word of God. We're dealing with people that are wanting to deny that the almighty God was in Jesus Christ. And look at the phrase that we love to quote in context. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me say it again. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hear me today, this phrase in context has to do more with holding on to truth than getting us out of some of our trouble. Greater is he that is in you, or greater is the power that is in you to hold on to truth and to keep on to truth than the spirit that wants to take you out of truth. You need to hear me today, folks. It's more than us just saying, oh, I need God today to get me out of this trouble. And greater is he that is in me than my trouble I'm going through. I'm telling you the greatest thing God can do for you is to keep you in truth. The greatest thing that God can do for you is to keep you in the truth of the word of God. Folks, who cares what trouble we go through? Who cares what physical things or, or financial things go through? But one thing you cannot lose, and that's truth. Greater is he that is able to keep me in the word of God. Somebody shout and thank the Lord for the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my Lord and my God, we need to understand God is able to keep you in this world that is being flooded with false doctrine. God is able to keep our young people. I know there were some people who didn't want their young people to go to Youth Congress. Why? Because of the things they might see and the things they might experience and some of the crazy things they saw that they were going to be saying, what's going on? You know what? I want our young people to be so strong in the Lord that they realize greater is he that is in them to keep them than the spirit of this world that's brawling other people out. I want our young people to fall in love with truth, fall in love with God, fall in love with separation from the world. Oh, hallelujah. I believe this. I believe God can keep our young people in 2019. I believe God can keep our young people in Portland metro area because greater is he that is in us, church, than he that is in the world. See, it doesn't matter how wicked and how perverted this world gets. It doesn't matter how crazy or how, how whacked out this world gets. God is still greater, and he will always be greater, folks. We don't need reformers of truth. Uh-uh. There was one here that I heard preach not long ago. We was in a conference where he was preaching and he did an outstanding job, very talented on the keyboard, singer and preacher and the whole thing. But now since then, he goes back to his church and says, let's throw all of this stuff out because it really don't matter. And you wouldn't even recognize that he was ever apostolic or recognize it from looking at him or his family folk. Honey, he didn't take a step up. He took a step down. Why? Because we've got to love this thing 
I don't care what pressure is on this pulpit. By the help of God, we're going to preach truth. By the help of God, we're going to stay true to the doctrine of Jesus Christ, folks. Come on. We need people to fall in love with the Word of God. If there was ever a time, it's now. Get a hold of God. Get a hold of truth. Oh, somebody clap your hands and shout amen this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of you are saying, well, I've been around truth for a long time. Most everybody in this house are Johnny-come-latelys. We're Johnny-come-latelys. This truth thing's been around a lot longer than any of us. This doctrine's been around a lot longer than us. Then who are we to think that now we have a position or now we have a church or now that we have this or that? We have the right to change the Word of God. Folks, every one of us are only here because somebody else said, I'm not going to let the Word of God and truth go by the side. We got elders that fought for what we have today. And by the help of God, we need young people that are going to fight for it in 2019. And after I'm gone, hallelujah. We don't need reformers of truth. We need embracers of truth. Everybody say embracers of truth. Come on, embracers of truth. We still need people that believe in holiness. Say it again. We still need people that believe in holiness, folks. We are fighting it on every side, but thank God, I tell you, I was encouraged for what I seen at, General, at, at Youth Congress. Was, was everything right? It's never going to be. Is everything perfect? No, because we're there. Humanity's there. We're always going to have issues, but I sure liked what I heard being taught and what was being preached from the Word of God. I'm telling you, it was quite an experience. We got to the airport to catch our flight to go, and I thought it was Pentecost Express that we were on. I think, okay, we can just have a song. I told one of the people that's come back, I said, hey, you start the song in acapella, and we'll all sing along with you, okay? Because we got enough people to have church on this plane. I mean, a whole bunch of people. We got to the airport yesterday in St. Louis. You couldn't walk 10 feet without running into apostolics. You guys that were there know what I'm talking about. They were everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Thank God. We at times, we walk in Portland and we go, man, it's just me and there's nobody else. But then when you walk down through that airport, it's like, bring them on, man. Come on, bring them on. They're everywhere around here. We got this thing now. You need to understand, greater is he that is in us to keep us in truth than they that will try to pull us out of truth, folks. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to wrap this up here as soon as I can. But you know what we still need to be preaching and teaching? You still got to repent. You still got to repent if you're going to be saved. You still got to repent if you're going to be saved, folks. There's still got to be godly sorrow. There's still got to be a changing of your life. If you're going to be saved, you know what you got to do? Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's the only way you're going to be saved, folks. 
baptized in Jesus' name. You know what I still believe? I still believe you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues, folks. God is still pouring out the Holy Ghost. He's still moving in our lives. I, again, I hope to show some of those DVDs or whatever you want to call them nowadays, uh, thumb drivers or whatever you want to call them. I hope to, so you can see. I mean, folks, when you get 30-something thousand people jumping up and down in, in Pentecostals, number one, you're hoping they built that building right. And number two, you're saying, watch out, devil, because something is going to happen tonight. And I'm going to tell you what, we're going to have probably some people testify and hopefully we'll be able to get it up on the screen so you can see some of the things that they videoed and took pictures of. Our own young people were involved in. Miracles of God happening right there. You know what? I would rather have my kids being at that, that youth congress than to be playing baseball for Major League Baseball or being a football star in a football. You know what I'd rather have them in instead of being there when there was a football game going on in that stadium. I'd rather have my kids there when there was an apostolic move, move of God going on in that house right there. It's the best place they could be is in the house of God. Uh, at the end of the service there, I was standing there talking to Mark Brown and, and George came down there and I said, hey, George, what do you think about this thing, man? This is pretty awesome. And George was right there, thing. he says, man, this is a great move of God. It was too, wasn't it, George? That was powerful. You ever seen that many people in one place? That would blow your mind, don't it? I'm telling you, I'm so glad our young people got to go. I'm telling you, it's hard to get your mind around the move of God that's helped. But our young people needed to be there and look and say, I'm not alone. I hope that we can have Matthew Tuttle uh, preach that one he did to you guys from that thing about measuring a miracle. My Lord, Whew. I may preach it tonight. Let me call him that afternoon and say, send me your notes. I want to preach that tonight because you need to understand we got a God that's bigger than this world. We got a God that's bigger than anything else, and he's the God of truth. He's the God of truth. So hear me today, folks. Know the truth. You need to get your nose into the word of God. You need to be praying, and you need to be willing to follow God. So it comes down to this today. Truth will never change. Truth is never going to change so the question then is since truth will not change are we willing to change to align ourselves with truth see Demas said this I mean Paul said this he said Demas hath forsaken me why church why did he say it come on nice and loud having loved this present world Bottom line is this, Demas loved something more than he loved God and truth. It's the bottom line. You can put it, it's this or that or money or positions or all those kind of things, but that's not it. It just boils down to one thing. It's everything else and truth. Which one are you going to love, God or truth, folks? So here's the question I pose to you today as you stand and as one of our musicians, Brother Angelo, goes to the keyboards there. Are we willing to change? Here's one of the hardest things I think it is for people is tradition. Tradition. 
we've had it here. I remember years ago, there was a man that was here, and he was with us quite a while, and, and he went to another church, but he was with us for quite a while, but he had a problem accepting that his mother was not going to be saved. Bishop, you know he was, taught our mechanic class there. But he just could not, he said she was a good woman and da, 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 da. And uh, nobody's questioning whether she was a good woman. And nobody's questioning the quality of the lady. That has, it's not about that. The question is, is what does truth say? That's the bottom line. And his mother just believed, felt like you just, all he had to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to be saved. Folks, that's not the whole book. Believing is just the beginning. Again, we've got to repent and be baptized and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So the question is, is when we get to the forks in the road and us or tradition says, go left, and truth says, go right, that's when you're going to have to make up your mind to go with truth and go right. Can I tell you this? Truth and false doctrine are not on the same path. There's going to be, sometimes false doctrine is wrapped inside of an element of truth. And you start down that path in that element of truth, but then you get to a crossroads in your life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? And you get to this place and you have to make a decision. And some of you may be there right today. Some of you may have been baptized in the titles, but you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. Guess what? You've just been confronted with truth today, and you're standing at the forks in the road. The question is, what are you going to do with truth? What are you going to do with truth? Pilate had to do that. What am I going to do with this guy? Truth was on his hands, folks. Truth is in your hands today. So the question is, are you willing to accept truth at any cost? How many of you have found that fallen truth cost a price? How many of you found out sometimes there are certain people who don't want anything to do with you because you decided to go with truth? And I'll tell you what's even harder is people that accepted truth and came with you and then they left truth and then they reject you because you wouldn't go with them. Can anybody get a witness in the house? Lots of pressure. But I want to tell you, some of you have walked through that thing and walked through it in the last few years here at the Palace Praise. And I want to commend you because you stayed with truth and you stayed on the straight and narrow way. I'm going to tell you what, God will reward you and bless you. And you are a testimony of what I read today. Greater is he that is in you to keep you in this truth than the Spirit was going to take you out of this truth. I think it'd be great for just a few moments. I'm not going to prolong this moment. I, you know I try to get us out close to 12 o'clock, but I would like for us, I'd like to invite us down to the altar for just a few moments here. It's not about how much you know, it's how much you love. There's lots of people who can quote as many verses as we can quote, but they have never fallen in love with truth. It's not about how many sermons you've heard or how long you've been raised around this thing or even raised in this thing. It's about what are you doing today with truth. So today I again want to pose this question. Are you willing to pay any price to accept truth? Because the only thing that's going to save you is going to be truth. And if you don't accept truth, our scripture text was 
God can even send you a delusion that you won't even believe the truth anymore. Can we lift our hands for just a moment? I'd like to invite everybody in this house. And for those that are walking in truth, I want you to reaffirm your commitment to God to continue to embrace truth. And those today that you're seeking after truth and you're trying to follow God like you right now to begin to pray and say, God, lead me, Lord, because it's the spirit of truth that can lead us into all truth. It's his spirit. If you really love him, will lead you. Come on, when you love truth, Brother Desiree, God loved, loved you enough that he continued to lead you in truth because you love truth. If he does it for Brother Desiree, he'll do it for you too. God has led many of us. Come on, can we pray? Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for truth. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray, church. Come on, saints of God. Yes, today I'm asking you, come on. Would you pray? Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. God loves you. God's leading you. God wants you to be saturated with truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are great, Lord, and greatly to be praised. The city of our God and the mountain of his holiness. God, I pray, Lord, help me, God, to follow you, Lord, every day. God, to a deeper commitment, Lord, in you. Oh, God, you are truth, Lord, personified, God. You, Lord, abiding in us, God, is the spirit of truth leading us every day into deeper truth. God, whatever price must be paid, God, whatever I must do, Lord, help me, God, I pray. Commit myself, Lord, to follow you, God. Lord, there is no price too great, oh God, for truth. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, are you willing to sell all to get that element of truth, that nugget of truth? Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, God's blessed you to let you know what truth is. Let God know how thankful you are that God has given you truth. Thank God for the revelation of who he is. Thank God for his word and salvation. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, you are great, Lord. You are great, Lord. You are great, God. You are great, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, my God, for all that you have done, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is truth above all else. Give me a love for truth and for all the things that draw me close to you. With a love so strong that I will not be moved. I will not be moved. Because you are the truth. Lord, you mean more to me than words could ever say. So I promise, Lord, 
I'll never walk away. I'll never walk away. Lord, how by this truth in I won't sell it. I choose this truth above all else. I'll buy this truth in I Lord, I choose this truth above all else. Oh, Lord Jesus. Church, we need to hold on to truth because this thing is more important than just us but it's good for the next generation and the next generation as long as God tarries. I know this message was for someone in this house. I came to church this morning with my message already ready to preach. I was going to preach on getting ready for the big one this morning, but then when I came to church this morning and was praying, I just felt like the Lord directed me in this way, and so I typed as fast as my little fingers could type, both of them, this morning getting this message ready for us this morning, but I knew it was for somebody here because that's what God put on my mind. He said, you, would you preach this this morning? So today, you're not here by accident, and this word was not by accident. It was what God put on my heart specifically this morning, changed my direction. And if any pastor or preacher will tell you, it, it's kind of hard to change when you already set and your mind set for days, this is what we're going to preach. And then all of a sudden, boom, an hour or so before service, God says, go that way. But... So you need to know God loves you enough to talk to you. And God loves enough to lead you. But you've got to be willing to follow wherever God leads you. Amen. We'll see you tonight in the house of God.